I bet you are. Welcome to Still Talking Uncut. I'm your host, Big Easy, joined by Sean Rigsby. Special guest tonight, Miss Danielle Parton, Sean Girl herself. Welcome to the show. It is an honor and a pleasure. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you for having me. How are y'all well, doing? Pretty good about yourself. Good. So what are we talking about tonight? Well, we always start out with what you're drinking on. Are you drinking on anything special? I'm drinking on a uh, seltzer water. I'm living nice. hard tonight. <laughs> nice. <laughs> After a morning, long day. Yeah, morning comes early. So I understand. It does. It does. I'm, I'm at that age now where I can have a hangover from not sleeping enough. So mm-hmm. I have to. I have to think carefully about what I do. <laughs> too much water. I sneeze yeah. too hard. It exactly. can be anything, you know. So it could. I understand it could. That. Absolutely. I understand that. But uh, what about you, Easy? So, you know, me and Sean went to Hooch's Jar Release Saturday. We was in Charleston, West Virginia Saturday. Our buddy had a jar come out, his first legal jar. And so we picked up some. And it was a great time. I met yeah, Sean I'm- there. But he got him a legal label, so hey, in my mind, it's peach brandy, whether it's got sugar in it or not. <laughs> it's a real nice peach. I enjoy oh, it. Oh, yeah. So. Yep. That's what I'm drinking, too. Just, uh, you know, got to support we'll ha- him. We'll have him on soon, so that'll be his show. <laughs> but as for now, you know, we had a great time. It was awesome. So, but so, here we are. So, yeah, Daniel, tell us a little bit about the, I guess, your history with it how you your first experience with moonshine and uh how you got into it i think my first experience with moonshine is when i had some family members who used to give it to us when we were kids and tell us this medicine to shut us up nice out (laughs) and uh i didn't i'd like to tell you that i that we had this huge family operation and all this other stuff that'd be a great big lie that none of that's true in 2014, I finally had gotten enough hours to get hired by a major carrier. Um, I'm not allowed to publicly say who I work for because I haven't asked permission. It's not hard to figure it out, though, if you look at my pictures online. Um, but I got hired as a pilot, and I was on my way to the Sims over in Charlotte, and I drove past a billboard right around the Sevierville exit for Old Smoky, And I thought, man, that's such a good idea. I'm so glad Joe did that. Joe Baker, who I went to high school with, was one of the main founders of Old Smoky. And I was like, that's such a good idea. Somebody should make my family's recipe. I think that'd be a great idea. That would sell very marketable. Uh, unbeknownst to myself at the time, we don't have family recipe. I've heard a lot of people claim since I've been on Moonshiners and Master Distillers that they know my family's recipe. They are totally full of shit. They do not. If I don't know it, y'all don't know it. You're just making stuff up. And uh, so I started working that day, actually, when I had that idea in 2014, October of 2014, so nine years ago, um, working on the trademark process. And it, my originally started out, I trademarked Parton's Moonshine, which I still own that trademark. And uh, I really didn't like it because it relayed, it relied too heavily on the Parton thing the name name parton and obviously i didn't make that famous another little parton girl did so (laughs) i I felt really uneasy about it and then i got challenged by patron tequila for the use of the trademark because it's in the same class of revenue uh class 33 of trademark law 
And we argued back and forth over it. I wouldn't give it up just out of stubbornness, but to the tune of about $150,000 out of my pocket, we finally agreed that I wouldn't make tequila, which I never wanted to make in the first place. And literally that week, I was driving around, and I thought, I don't even like that damn trademark anyways. I don't like the name of it, so, you know, after two years of arguing about something. And I was driving, I was like, well, if I'm not doing Parton's Moonshine, what what am I going to do? Who am I? What What is it? Literally driving down the road, the word Shine Girl popped into my head, and I was like, that's who I am. That's exactly what it is. So I turned around, went home, looked it up. It was available for trademark. And I bought the URL that day and started that process. So that's how the branding and the background came in to be. But in the process of the trademark argument, I taught myself basically how to distill. Bought my first still off of Amazon like any normal person does. That's what I always say. And I literally just looked up recipes online. I started with a sugar wash. My first run, I made vinegar, I think. It was awful. <laughs> the second wasn't a whole lot that's better. That's how first run if anybody tells you that they had a bad run, totally full of crap. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it's like a pilot saying they've never had a bad landing. You are so full of shit. That um, is not true. I know but, master distillers uh, that flood worms, you know? So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> look, if you can do it, I've done it. But um, Everybody has. It's, it's part of the game. After about the third round, I started making alcohol and playing with it and just started going from there. And uh Kind of came up with it and when I guess I came about it a little different. I never wanted to do this as a hobby. I always intended for it to be a legal brand. And so it wasn't just a hobby for me. The whole the whole thing was a job and how do I make this work? Mm-hmm. Well, you're definitely in the heart of uh the place to do that. Oh yeah. I'm a little bit of an oddball though. <laughs> I'm a little different. We all are in our own way. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good, I, you know. I don't I don't have that beard like Sean. Me either. I can't. I keep you my can't grow back. one, okay? I yeah. keep my mustache trim. Yeah, I don't have any hair like I need most to. people. <laughs> That's how it goes. So are you from the Sevierville area or? Oh, I'm a native. I grew up in this house I'm sitting in right now. I was born right here. And uh, I don't live here all the time. I've been in Nashville since I was 18 years old, after I graduated high school. But yeah, I was born and raised right here. I've had a house up here since, I guess, 18, 19, something like that. So I go back and forth. I live in transit mostly. Okay. Yeah. I'm usually on the move. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. So uh, how long have you, how long you been in the military? 18 and a half years. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Yeah, that's another reason I can't do anything too illegal. I'm still a serving (laughs) lieutenant colonel. I frown on that. So um, when did did Shine Girl officially open? Shine Girl officially opened, I think it was either March 24th or 25th of 2022. And where exactly are you located? I'm at 1610 Jenkins Road in Sevierville. If you're coming in from the interstate into Sevierville, get to the main intersection there where you can see the courthouse off to the left. You make a right-hand turn, and it's about a mile and a half, two miles that way. People feel like they're on the far side of the moon coming out there, but you're not far from downtown. It's a terrible location. It's awful. I'm always looking for a better location, but I've somehow managed to make that work. So... Uh, you know, I will be there until I have better options. 
if what you got is great, people will come to the ends of the earth for it. You know, so. I always tease that it's like the field of dreams. I have built it. I built it, and they have come. Hey. You know, makes it a little sweeter too. You know, so yeah, well, and right. and talk about you know your, uh, I guess cocktail. Well, I don't say cocktail choices, but like you kind of cater more so, I guess, to women. I- That's kind of a mis. Is that- yeah, okay. it's not entirely true. Oh, Sean. Sean, uh, no, Sean I didn't mean it in a bad way. Jesus, Sean. Come I just on. happen to be a, a, a woman. I don't know if I'm a lady all the time. but um, Sean's a lady sometimes. I will give you that. It, you know, it happens. <laughs> yeah, it but no, I read, uh, I was doing just some reading up on the industry as I was working on the branding process of mm-hmm. Shine Girl. And uh, I was reading along and I thought it, it was shocking to me that... A, women are the biggest new customer base to whiskeys in that brand of distilled spirits. And that's the newest customers, the biggest group block of them. But of all distilled spirits, all spirits purchased in the United States, women make the decision to buy 70% of the time. Oh, yeah. And almost nothing is marketed to women. So all I did was put pink on a label. And it's not all pink. And so people think, oh, you, you gear it towards women. No, I gear to I gear it towards not sucking. And I, that's that's more you know, than fair. <laughs> we we, we talk about it all the time. We talk about it all the time. You have a place, you have to market it to a mm-hmm. woman's taste. So what what does the woman like? You sell to women because what women want, men want. Yeah, I women want men will buy it. Way it is. If women will drink it, men will buy it. Mm-hmm. And we'll drink it too, twice as much. One hundred percent. And if and how do I know this? I didn't have to pay for any market research. I've been a woman all my life, so I, I know if I drink it, someone will buy it. And uh, so, I, and I've always, you know, covering all the bases in today's world. If gay men will drink it, I'm I'm done. I don't have to cover. I don't have to do anything else. Everybody's drinking it, so perfect. But that's how I started doing that, and I don't like to suffer. I don't like to hurt when I eat, drink, or afterwards, today, tomorrow, or anytime in the future. So I don't, I'm not one of those that has to prove how tough I am. I already know. I don't need to drink it at 120. If that's your mm-hmm. drink, be my guess. It's not mine. Most, most people that drink socially or drink to relax or whatever don't like to suffer like that. <laughs> so I focused on making something that you could drink. And I think one of the things that, we've missed as a industry with moonshine is it's not illegal. The only thing that was ever illegal about it after prohibition is nobody built a distillery and paid the taxes on it. Yep. That's what was illegal about it. And so I think it's a lot more versatile of a spirit than what we give it, what the world has given it credit for. I don't like being called a hillbilly because I'm not stupid. I have plenty of shoes and all my teeth and I'm educated. So I'm like, you can take, you know, a hillbilly thing and take it worldwide, just like country music. I think there's a lot more to it than just the backwoods persona. Mm -hmm. And so that's why when I did mine, uh, coming up with my flavors and I still stick to this today, I wanted all my flavors to be unique and they are. And I wanted them to be able to be mixed with cocktails because so few people 
drink it straight. That's more of a very specialty group of people that focus on that. But if you can put it in a cocktail in many different ways, you get people drinking it over and over and over again. And I'm, that's what I focused on doing. And, and I, everything I'll do in the future will be based on that too. Cause I don't want them to buy it as a novelty and take a shot of it when them or one of their friends gets divorced. I want them to drink it every day. Yep. You got to keep them coming back, you know? Yeah. Moonshine's that stand on its own. You know, it's so flexible. Like he's talking about, it could go as a vodka mixer. You mm -hmm. know, you can mix it with mm -hmm. things. It could stand by itself. You can tweak it just a little bit and give it the same characteristics of say a gin or even a tequila, you know, with just absolutely some, some minor changes. So to, to me, it's it's definitely it's more versatile than any other alcohol out there. Like, oh, it really is. And that's I, that's my one of the things I love so much about it is it, it could be by itself or it could be anything else, <laughs> anything it wants to be. Well, I think a lot of people still, especially after the moonshiners and master distillers, everybody's an expert. But uh, I think people have this concept that it has to be a certain thing to be moonshine and legally that's not true mm -hmm. it's a you know especially all the flavors with all those flavors of possibilities that you see on shelves of moonshine each one of those has a registered formula it's a specialty class if you put something in it after you've distilled it it's getting a formula yep other than i mean you can put it in a barrel to age but other than that if you put any flavoring anything mm -hmm. else in it it's getting a formula so that takes it kind of out of that basic definition of the TTB, like bourbon has to be 51% corn aged a certain way, distilled as a certain proof. Tennessee whiskey, same thing. Lincoln, Pro Lincoln County process, blah, blah, blah. Moonshine can be based on anything. You can make it out of honey, sugar, corn, rye. You know, you can make it out of a million different things and see how it goes. So, and you can, you know, some people love that first run what that I call a strip and run. I hate it. I can smell it. I think it smells like ass. I don't care who does it. <laughs> I don't want to drink it. And uh, everybody's like, I don't like that. It'll, you know, taste like this, that, and other. I, it's got to taste like this. I'm like, no, it actually don't. You can make it taste however you want it. Mm -hmm. So yep. that's what I like about it. Speaking of which, you're talking about stripping runs. Um, mm -hmm. How do you run? How does your still run at your distillery? Do you do stripping runs and then spirit runs? I have uh, a car still that kind of does all of it together. Okay. I have the, I can do the stripping run and take it through what I call the whiskey helmet. I don't know if that's the official name of it. I never looked at the book, but it looks like a helmet to me. It is whatever you say it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, how that's a good thing about owning your, your own place. You can name your stuff, whatever you want. My big steel is named after my big dog, Sheen Bean, and my little test steel is named after this one, Pootsie. <laughs> my little girl. But, uh, so, yeah, then I also have the option to take it through a six plate, a total of six plate for that, and I prefer it that way. That's what mm -hmm. all of my products are, at least the six distilled. And uh, it just takes that wang and that stank off of it that I don't like. That's I also have a box. I use that word. That's awesome. I use that same word when I talk about it. I said, man, get that stank out of there. Or if I'm 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 distilling brandy, I'm like, you keep that stank in there. That's a good stank. So there's good and bad stanks. Yeah, you want <laughs> that stank awesome. for different things to it. If yeah. you're putting it in a barrel, you might want some of that stank because that's what's yep. going to take on the properties Damn of the wood, right. the different things. But um, so I, I do 
like the strip and run, and then I do a refined spirit after that. And then I also have the vodka column. It's a pain in the ass to use it, to be honest, because it takes, you know, you can do a moonshine run in about four hours. Am I still? Vodka column can take up to 48 hours. Yeah, fuck all that. Like yeah, I ain't up. got time for that mess. I'm going to have to hire people, sit there, go through it. Luckily, I got a ton of vodka. I don't have to worry about it for a while, but it can be a, a real pro- lengthy process to do it because I think there's 16 plates in the vodka column, and it takes That's, a minute. It, it, when you get into that much time, then you're, you're talking money, mm-hmm. dollars and cents, and it's like, man, is this really worth it to make vodka? Yeah, I, so I'm not, I mean, I sell vodka. I, I, we serve it a lot in the bloodies or whatever at the place. But most people, I mean, a lot of people are not just straight vodka mm-hmm. devotees. I mean, there's the random, but most that's not my my money maker. I'll I'll admit that. So, what's your favorite um, liquor that you guys make or flavor to drink? Well, it's kind of. It's odd. I always tell everybody, they're all my favorites. <laughs> I don't have children, so these are like my children. I expect them to take care of me when I get older. Nice. Um, that they will. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> um, but I have four flavors. It depends on my mood. And I have more that I'm going to come out with. But it depends on my mood what my favorite is. I like... Um, sorry, I'm getting a notification. I probably use the coconut out of the four. The rosé, patterned after rosé wine, mm-hmm. lavender, like the you know the herb lavender, coconut, and then red velvet, like, like red velvet cake. That's some good red, shit. Red velvet is my best seller, hands down. That's what I was mixing tonight. But I, I probably drink more of the coconut myself. I think it's probably the most versatile of my flavors for using it in different things. My latest jam that I've been on is I put the coconut in just a basic lime margarita mix. And then I put a touch of the red, or not the red velvet, but the rosé as a float. It's great with the red velvet on top too. But with the rosé float, oh, it's so tasty and delicious. It'll sneak up on you. You got to be careful with it. Sean, next time we're down there, if you don't make sure we go to Shine Girl, me and you're going to have a problem. <laughs> yes, I'm just, I'm just telling you. <laughs> we'll make it happen. All right, all right. I'll take your word for it. I like to arrive on time, though. Just letting you know. That's out of the question. Sean, are you not an on-time guy? Huh? Are you not an on-time guy? Am I missing a joke with it? Hey, they don't. They like. They Sean, like. Sean's gonna be late. Rigs me for nothing. Oh shit. <laughs> That is my number one pet peeve, somebody being late. If I am on time, I'm late. I'm usually at least 15 minutes early for everything. Yeah. If When Sean gets there, he's on time is how we just rolled. Hey, it's, I was got, early tonight. You, you was. You was. I mean, Not for it her. Is, it it is in your house. Minutes. It was in your house. So <laughs> that kind of helps. You're in your home. Well, yeah, you know, you got back a point. Back to the show. Back to the show. Uh, what uh, what kind of yeast do you use at your distillery? It just depends. I've used Red Star. I've used different stuff. It depends on which product I'm making. Nice. Yeah. So it's you know I don't think you have to just use one thing. Right. I love these people that get just so headstrong. It's got to be just this. I'm like, yeah. 
okay, you do, you do whatever you do. You do you. So, circling back to that uh, recipe, <laughs> that family recipe, mm-hmm. got to yeah. be that one yeast, you know. Yeah, got to be that one. I always yeah. tell people, you know, it's funny, you know, I always tell folks that distilling's a lot like making bread for adults. If you if you can't get the the yeast to work or your bread to rise, you're not gonna get the finished product. Well, it's no different. Yep. Mm-hmm. For what for what we do, and that that's probably the the fermentation process is my favorite part of the whole yeah. process because I just think it's exciting when it starts working, and I love to hear it sizzle when you get a good sizzler. Or stick your head down in it and it takes your breath oh, away. Yeah. Oh, yep. and it just <laughs> knocks you out like you, you get a little drunk off the fumes. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh yeah. man. That's going to be nice. It smells like dirty-ass feet. That's when you know it's just right. Yeah. Yep. You, you get some people like, it, it stinks. It's sour smelling. Like, it, it's bad. I'm yeah. dumping it out. Like, like what do you right. mean? It's, it's, it's fermenting. It's fermented. Like, that stuff is ready. Run it. Run it. And then if you still don't like how it tastes, run, run it again. again. <laughs> and if you still, still don't like how it tastes, put something in it. That's right. Flavor yeah. it or run it again. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. <laughs> um, so talk about uh, I'm trying to think when it was about all those the fires that was down there. Um in twenty sixteen, the wildfires? Yeah. About how that affected, you know, some of the businesses and all that. Well, I forget the total numbers. I mean, it wiped out a ton of folks. Um I'd never seen anything quite like it. I remember the night that it happened, I heard that that there was a fire reported on the news and I kind of like woke up and I'm like, oh, whatever. I had no idea it was in that kind of fire. It was, it was awful. And it, it did affected, I remember it shut down like the town of Gallenberg, like downtown Gallenberg Mm -hmm. for days and days and days before that it was safe to drive through Gallenberg. And it was just so strange. I wasn't here for that actually. Thank goodness. I was in Nashville, but I, I participated in the telethon that Dolly had to raise the money for the fire victims that uh, she gave them. And then I came up and helped people. I just volunteered and as they were signing up to get their money, kind of funneling them through. Mm-hmm. It was just bizarre to see the whole thing. And so many people, I've gone, I've lost a home in a fire, not that one, but uh, it's devastating. You never get over it, ever. Oh, I can ever. imagine. It's everything you have. Yeah, the house that I lost up here, it was like the last gift of 2020, as if 2020 wasn't hard enough for everybody, as it was. Oh, just it, one more on the way out, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. It was a giant middle finger. And uh, I was so, we had, it was, we had a snap, like an unexpected ice storm there came on right on Christmas Eve. So I'd had what hadn't had electricity in like three days, three or four days, and I was supposed to leave the next day to go to Savannah to get my medical back to go back to fly him. And I was so excited because I was gonna get electricity, running water, you know, without me running to get it. And you know, I was really excited about that. And I was going through the checklist. Well, if I'm going back to flying, I gotta get off this mountain, I gotta have better internet, I'm gonna need pizza delivery, you know, I'll you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. the basics. The basics, and literally <laughs> two hours later, I was off that mountain without a house. <laughs> I was like, they had to cut through trees or with chainsaws to get the trucks to me. I mean, it burned clean to the ground. So 
Yeah, I, I didn't appreciate, in hindsight, the tragedy of those wildfires until I had my own. So it's awful. You never, ever. I, you know, I still see stuff every now and then. You don't see as much evidence of it now, but every now and then you see something peeking through that you know what it is. And mm-hmm. it still makes me sad. Yeah, I know we were down there. I mean, it was, I fucked out. I mean, trying to think now. I think it was like back in 20, 2018. Well, anyway, we had rode the, um, the ski lift or sky lift up mm-hmm. to where the bridge is at. Mm-hmm. Well, it got stuck and we had to walk down. So we walked down that road and you could just see all the property where you the know, ski lift got stuck. Yeah. Yep. It oh, got yeah. stuck. It's my ass. That is not happening. No. Now, look, look, had I been at the top and it got stuck and I had to walk down, I'd have been grateful because yeah. I hated riding that thing up the whole time up. Man, I'm white knuckled. The wife's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no. you know, we're getting a divorce at the top. I hope they got a lawyer you- up here. Like, I don't want to be on this thing. And then on the way back down, I'm like, "Will you guys drive us back down? Like, who do I pay to drive me to the bottom?" And you like, need to you get him up, on an airplane. Ride back, uh, uh-uh. never. I don't yeah, like, never. even though I fly airplanes for a living, I do not like heights. You know, airplanes don't scare me because I feel like I got something solid underneath my feet. It's chairlifts and ski lifts and that tram that goes up Ski Mountain. Absolutely. Oh man. Scares the living shit out of me. Same, same. Not I don't me, like man. elevators. I can see out of. I don't like elevators, period. Uh, like if I'm on an elevator and three other people get on, I get off. And I wait for the next one. And I, they my dad. Oh, I hate when uh, you're packed in there. I'm always looking around. I'm going, which one of these assholes is going to fart? Somebody's <laughs> going to do it for that many people in there. I'm, I'm like, always That's wondering. in my nose. I know where it came from. I'm thinking, like, who do we eat first? Like, we're stuck in here. Who's the first one going? You know, how long are we going to be in here? <laughs> the first one that parted, I'm biting him first. <laughs> yeah, he's done. He's gone. <laughs> but he might give you gas if you eat him first, so you never know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I don't, I don't uh, like the heights and things moving under my feet. But yeah, when we were walking down, it was kind of eerie. You see all those older properties where they yeah. had burnt to the ground. And you just All you see is the concrete, you yeah. know, and the for sale signs. It, yeah. You know, you, you you see it and hear about it all the time out west. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's why it, you had one closer and it's uh it's different. You know, I have when, family when that lives home. in Washington State and they're on the desert side of the state. And about six months after my house burned, one of my cousins, her place was kind of getting threatened by wildfire. My mom is so funny. She goes. Oh, sissy, I'm just so worried about Jennifer. It, can you imagine your house being threatened by fire? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, I guess so. That's awesome. Yeah, she forgets my birthday too, so it's all right. <laughs> so where did, I got to ask, um, the bathrooms at uh shine girl what what was the inspiration for the sinks i oh. get the most reported on bathrooms i guess of anybody i love that shit it's so funny i can't take credit for that um a lot of that was done before i got there the, the bathrooms were uh it was a, a failed distillery that i i bought into and now have all by myself but um they had done that they did a lot of great work in there a lot of craftsman original stuff so i can't take credit for that that was the previous 
owners, but it is cool. Now the signs in there, I can take credit for the stand closer. It's shorter than you think. That was all me. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Easy. You look like you didn't know what I was talking about. So I, 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 a lot of us don't know what you're talking about. So please clue. Are we us still in. talking about the stand shorter thing or I'm no, no, yes, no, no, no. We know, we know what we're talking about there. We're right. talking about the bathroom design. Do you want to tell him about that? Well, it's like all the, it's tons of copper. It, everything's exposed. All the piping and the water and the valves. Ever, all of it's exposed. It's very cool. Very, what's that style, Sean? What is it? It, it looks, uh, the way, what you would, uh, the way you would understand it easy, it looks like a still with bypass yeah, valves. The yeah, red okay. for the hot and the blue for the cold. All right, mm -hmm. so, so the walls are open and all the plumbing's exposed. No, just around the it's just plumbed oh, that oh, way. Oh, okay, just plumbed yeah, around the sink. Yeah, it's just plumbed around the sink that way. Okay. Yeah, I, I pray that that stuff never leaks because that's going to be a pain in the ass. What? I, I know a guy that could fix some, some copper pipe. <laughs> he ain't oh. worth a shit. He ain't worth a shit, but he'll get it done in about six to nine months. I'm like, what's that tape? <laughs> Can you put that tape around it? <laughs> put some Gorilla tape around it. It'll be all yeah, right. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> Hit it with some flex seal. <laughs> it works yeah. every time. Yeah. So I wish I could take credit for that. And like everybody, that and then my bar that's got all the pennies mm -hmm. and then epoxy. I didn't do that either. Everybody's like, how long did this take you? I was like, not long. Long at all. I get about one row of those pennies and I'd be like, I'm on to something else. I, somebody else is going to have to do this. I don't have time for this. I'm, I'm doing my bar like that. I'm waiting to save up enough pennies. I think I got enough, but I've been waiting because I don't want to do it. So, Sean, I, come over. Let's have a penny party. Well, like all of them <laughs> on my bar are from 2017. All the pennies are from the same year, except for like there's a random mix of like there's a couple of tails and there's one dollar with our, was it Van Buren? The president Van Buren is from Tennessee. He's on it, I think. I may just show my own ignorance in Tennessee history and didn't get that president right. Um, it's let us know. <laughs> it's been a minute since I was in school and had to take that test. But anyways, so there's all that stuff on there. So it, it's a good thing to do when you have kids that are kind of hyper. I'm like, find this on the bar. And gives them a project. I don't even know where it is. I can't sit there that long. I'm like, yeah, okay. It's that I way. Gave up. I gave up. Yeah, exactly. So, so tell us about the... Uh your stint with uh, master distiller like what you uh because i remember you were on there as a like a guest judge at one point weren't you yeah it kind of worked out they were filming in my place i had gone back to flying i was in training i was paying the bill on this uh distillery but i wasn't there to work it and get it open and they needed a bonded warehouse to film in and so we came to an agreement but before i agreed i made them agree to put me on tv smart woman well and, uh, it's worked out well for me <laughs> but uh so that's how i got on there and i told him i said i'm not gonna compete i don't need to compete i've already got a distillery in my own online so that really would be a waste of competition uh, of course i'd still be waiting long after i'm 50 for my product to come out anyways if i went there we'd, yeah, exactly. we'd, we'd done the I've internet campaign i've heard plenty of it <laughs> and i'm glad i'm not in that they, fi they finally released mine. 
Yeah, I know. Back in July, I think it was. Well, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking. Yep. So yeah, that you finally got that done. But yeah, so that's how I got on there. And I, but I just told myself, <clears throat> I'm like, if I can get, if I, if they'll put me on just once, I just know they're gonna have me back. I just know. And uh, turns out that worked out okay. And now I've got some other shows that are doing. I just filmed a piece for another uh, Discovery show. What's it called? RV there yet? They came to the distillery. We did a full tasting, recorded the whole thing for their show. And then I'm going up this weekend to do a piece for the on Fox Nation with one of their shows. So nice. I don't know if I'm allowed to tell it yet, but it's about a feuding family. You can figure it out. <laughs> hmm. Or two okay. feuding families, very famous feuds. Not in Kentucky, West Virginia area, right? Yeah, right around. There. <laughs> not there at all. No, no, not there no, close. at all. Yeah, close. So, yeah, I didn't read my release, so I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it yet. We we didn't hear talk anything. about what. So yeah, like, I no, already I forgot. So, yep, that's the way it goes. But I'm working on, a, I've got a show of my own that is ready to start filming um, as soon as all these strikes are over. The guy that wants to do my show is a very big guy in the industry, worked with Beavis and Butthead, Napoleon Dynamite. He was the head of Viacom. Loves my concept that we've come up with for my show. But he's been in Hollywood for a very long time, so they're going along with the whole solidarity of the strikes between the, with the writers and the actors, and which I, I can respect that. I've been in a union for 20-something years myself, so I really need that to get cleared up so I can get on with it, but we'll get there. Oh, yeah. It's like everything else in this industry. I don't know why that shouldn't take an extra 10 years. <laughs> yeah, everything you know, be slow and steady wins the race. <laughs> oh my God, is that not the truth? It's like, let's see how long it can take to do anything. And everybody's like, "Why don't you do this?" And I'm like, "It's I'm working on it." <laughs> I've been tr I've been trying for for four years now. <laughs> yeah, I literally just uh, redid the permitting on my building and I for my for my DSP through the TTB and for a permit that I already owned just to change the business structure on it. It's, mm -hmm. it took about six months. That's insane. And I'm like, it's already mine. You've already got my blood type, my bank. I mean, you got everything you need to know. Nothing's moved. The building hasn't moved. The well hasn't moved. The still is still right there. Same stuff, all the equipment. But yeah. It still took about six months. That's crazy. So are you in uh, a lot easier to work with than the federal government? I could imagine. So are you, uh, are you like in, um, liquor stores or restaurants or do you just solely sell out of your uh, distillery? At this moment, I am out of my distillery and you can order my stuff when they resupply it with cascartel.com. I just signed with Lipman brothers, which is the largest distributor in Tennessee got my brands registered today to do that so we'll start that push around the first of the year and i'm uh, trying to get set up with some national distribution we're going a couple of different lines with that because there's no point in having a show with a product if you can't get it to people mm -hmm. so i'm working on that we'll probably be able to get it in indiana sean because we ain't getting it in ohio Eventually, no. it always goes to Indiana. That's where we go to get the good stuff around here. It's right over to Indiana. Yeah, because nobody makes any around here. 
<laughs> I'm just saying, like, they don't sell nothing. They don't sell <laughs> nothing from around outside of the state around mm-hmm. here. Like, I haven't looked at the laws in uh, Indiana as far as, like, in Tennessee, I can, sh- I can personally, you know, my distillery can ship to customers directly if I have the proper permitting and rules in that state. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to figure that out for each state. So that's, that's why I went with the online portion. So, but then it's like, people are like, well, it's so expensive to buy it online. I'm like, well, it ain't my fault. I sell it at this price once they do to whatever. Yeah. Hey, you know, people hey. don't realize once it leaves my distillery to a distributor, my, I'm out of it. Yep. It's, it's no different than, you know, Walmart buying something, marking it up and you're buying it from them because it's there. It's all about mm-hmm. accessibility. I really want to be the first around here that is a direct supplier to Walmart and Amazon. I want to be a supplier to Amazon. I'd there buy you some go. liquor off air. <laughs> I'd, buy some, I'd buy some off Amazon. Heck yeah. There you we go. I, I, I always look. Do you ever go to Amazon and look at like all the stuff you've bought over a year? Don't ever do it. I'm an industry. I am my own economy. Keep them in business, huh? Yes, I, I'm yeah. sure I keep slaves in China busy all the time making all this shit I buy. I order like four or five different things, but yeah, I definitely don't go checking the order history unless I got to return something. That's the only time I get in the order history. Yeah, I learned about the order history when my house burned down and I wanted to buy some of the stuff that I had had. And I was, they were like, oh, you can look on Amazon. I'm like, oh, really? And then I was like, oh my God, how much money oh, do I spend? Man. Ridiculous. <laughs> So um, we had we had a question um, come up in section. What made you want to become a pilot? What made me want to become a pilot? Yep. Well, that's kind of a long story. I was a flight attendant first. I was a flight attendant for fourteen years, and I became a hooter. I was a hooter girl, <laughs> and became a flight attendant. And on literally on my first training, I wasn't even out of training. It's called the operational experience flight. I figured out that the pilots and the flight attendants had the same lifestyle schedule. Somebody had a much better paying job. And so I had never known a pilot and I certainly have never known, had never known a female pilot. I didn't even know how you become a pilot. I didn't know anything about it. So Luckily, I was young and cute, and I got away with asking a million questions. And so I started talking to these guys, and then I started finding out how expensive it is to learn how to fly on your own. And they're like, well, if you're going to learn how to fly, you probably should go military. But if you're going to go military, you need to go to the Guard. I've been in the Guard my whole career. And uh, so that's how that all happened. That's how I got possessed to do that. Because I literally, I was like, well, can I, I wonder if I can fly, you know, what kind of special skills do you need to fly? Because these guys can barely walk and chew gum. If they can do it, surely to God. (laughs) And that's literally a lot of pilots hate it when I tell that, but that is how I got the bright idea to do it. I I was not a top gun devotee, none of that stuff. And I never wanted to fly fighter planes. I always wanted to fly big, heavy trash hauler. And so that's what I've done. I've hauled trash and people all over the world. Nothing wrong with that. Sometimes they're the same thing. Uh, Sometimes. (laughs) Well, it's hard to get your food around the world when you're deployed without a big, heavy airplane. Uh, We're pretty important when you need to move people and important stuff. So, And we all have giant egos, too. Every pilot has a big old ego. 
we're all kind of the same. I just don't, I don't talk on my watch like the fighter guys do. <laughs> that sounds about like some moonshiners out there. Got them oh, big old yeah. egos. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Tons of them. Oh, Tons Lord, yes. So do you ever plan on, or plan on, um, I know you said you're, you're looking for possibly a, a different space, uh-huh. you know? So do you, when you, if you find one, do you plan on keeping that one open? No. No? Mm-mm. No. It just would not, it wouldn't make financial sense to do that. I say that. I always had given definitive answers because as soon as I say, oh, I'm not going to do that, somebody will be like, remember when you said this on the show? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't remember that. My mom always says, if you don't remember it, it didn't happen. So it's like, I don't remember that. I know. It's like I wish. you had too much to drink. Somebody goes, you remember doing this not before? No. no you got to take that up with the drunk shop. There's yeah. memory. There's there's blessings and mercies and, and drunks and hangovers. Yes, Just let yes. it go. We're already paying for it. Sober easy uh, and drunk easy are not the same person. You got to right. take that up with drunk with drunk easy. And that's yeah. the way it is. Like, I don't know who he is. Like, I, don't, I don't remember none of that. But to answer my plan, I'll say that my plan right now would not be to keep that open. I've had a couple of options to go to um, <clears throat> some a spot in downtown Sevierville, <laughs> right across from the courthouse. That'd be great. It is just not, I don't think it's a big enough spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it'd be a cool location, but I don't know if that's the right spot. I'm, definitely looking at some options in Pigeon Forge. The trick with Pigeon Forge, you cannot be within 400 feet of the parkway. Oh, didn't know that. Yeah. So you have to find your options there some way. But if I was anywhere, anywhere in Pigeon Forge, I'd be doing 15 times the business I'm doing now. Because I'm running, I'm on, there's like an advertisement, I think the state tourism site Mm-hmm. Uh, like advertisements in hotels and I'm on that I, I'd forgot they had contacted me and asked me if I'd want to do that and I sent them some pictures and information and stuff so I'm running on that and even out where I'm at we've been just covered up busy and I'm like where are y'all coming from and that's where they're seeing it and so I love that so any you know that's why I want to move I mean it's just truly a business spot I like the little I like the setup where we're at. I like the feel of it. You know, people can come in there and hang out, but at the end of the day, I'm not in this for my health. Right. Because it don't feel my health at all. Yep. (laughs) There's a lot of stress involved with it, but no, it's all dollars and cents. It's business. It is. You know, it don't make dollars. It don't make sense. And that's what it's all about. You know, if you're rich and retired and it's just something fun and it's a hobby, that's totally different. You know, like, and but I'm not retired. I'm here to make money. Let's make some money. Yeah. If I was going to have a hobby, I wouldn't do it in the legal distiller world. Mm -hmm. My hobby would be at home somewhere else (laughs) with less rules. Yeah. Do whatever you want. Yeah. A lot more openness. Quality control. I was on my way here today. I I did a different size batch. We mixed red velvet today. And I was second guessing my math. And so I'm like, I I still am not trusting it completely. So I'm going to go in and proof tomorrow and double check that my math worked the way it was exactly supposed to. 
like you you know because if it comes down to it i, I still have to answer for the government mm-hmm. yeah it has to be done this, the right way every time yeah they they give you this much you know leeway on yeah. that you know if that if that so yeah, yeah the one say- thing that i'll say that the air force has been good for me is that it has taught me how to read government bureaucrat written bullshit and so i i'm very good at keeping i probably don't do everything perfect i know one of the areas i don't keep up like i should i don't have my inventory my quarterly inventory for the ttb the way i should do it um mainly because the distillery was a mess when i got hold of it so that's one of the things i'm improving on but uh i keep my records like my batch records and my proofs and all that stuff spot on i keep them exactly where they're supposed to be exactly how many years of them all that good stuff and that way if anybody ever comes in i'm like that's right here boom then if they take the time to tell me my math was wrong and then i'm like well i got tennessee public school education what do you you want me to do yeah (laughs) i've only got so many fingers and those well they're gonna say look you got all your teeth you're not a hillbilly okay so let's figure it out get these numbers right Yeah, I have a PhD level technical skill. I should, probably shouldn't get the math right. But you know, I'm human. But the way that that's written, it's, it doesn't say that your math has to be right. It says you have to have the record. You got to read it like a lawyer. <clears throat> this is why we can't open distillery, Sean. <laughs> I, I can count to 10. You yeah. never guess how. I'm 20. I get 20. <laughs> Sometimes 21, depending upon how much I've been drinking. Yeah. <laughs> and what? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you um done a few episodes of Moonshiners, didn't you, with Henry Law and all them? I did. Tell us a little bit about that experience and that little that well, I don't know if it's little or not. I think it's that still that you guys built. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's Henry says it's seventy five gallons. I'm like, there's no way. It can do all that, but I know better than I do. I didn't know if that was man math or it, or what. Know, yeah, two give, inches, six inches, same thing. Give us yeah. a just, just that no, you're right. Just give it to us and move on. Yeah, but that still is actually in my story. He he brought it down the night that we did our little watch party there for that episode. Mm-hmm. I love those guys, and I'm I love talking to him and Kenny because they just go into like they talk about federal prison like it's just normal. Like, of course, yeah, well, the first time we were there, you know, like going to the beach or something. (laughs) And I was like, dude, what? And what I found out listening to them is living in prison is not all that different from how we have to live when we deployed, like, to Afghanistan. You create your routines. You have to do all this stuff to keep yourself sane. There's no difference in it. Mm -hmm. Creativity that goes into that is pretty interesting. I think that taps into a, a person's brain in a way that you don't get in our everyday society um so it would be uh it it was it was so cool to me and then i just love how their whole story is like they can talk about all day long how they ran from the law they were always talking about their jump man all the ways that they had different cars uh to haul stuff in and out because they had a huge operation illegal operation up there i just had drunks in my family they actually that was their money that's how they made their his daddy made their living and henry did too he's never done anything else he's talking about how much money he gets on his social security check and it's almost nothing because he's had almost no reported money in his life 
<laughs> and it's hysterical. He's like, what the hell is this? But I love their stories. Not, I just love Kenny. Kenny's a nut. So what, what, um, that was a submarine pot, right? Yeah. I'm fascinated by those things. So yeah. Do you, do you got, did they mash in it or what's the. We mashed in a barrel and then. Did you? Yeah. And then we kind of strained it out and put it in there and then you can put it all in. I don't always like to cook the whole cake and the mash. It just depends on what I'm doing or what I'm, uh, but you stir like there's a certain way with their stick when it's heating up that you stir like you go across it and then you have to go across in another way so you don't scorch the bottom when you're doing it until the heat gets right and then it circulates itself it's just it fascinates me that they came came up with that technology and that you know design for a bunch of ignorant hillbillies you know yes that's why I don't like that term. We're none yeah. of stupid, but uh, it's just such a cool design. Such it's a simple design, but it, it works great. And then in Henry's uh, legal distillery, right there on his place, it's not open to the public, but he's got this huge tower that comes off of both of his, goes up into the corner of the building, and it just works kind of like my plates. It just keeps kind of circulating back down until it's mm -hmm. done. It comes out. I don't know that I'll ever totally understand those things, but uh, I'm fascinated by them. I'm, we need to get, we keep trying to talk the show into letting them come down here and film and us run it down here. That'd be cool. I'd have to pull it off of the display that Tater built and he'd, he'd bitch and complain, I'm sure. He'd be all right. Yep. <laughs> he he owes put me. back up and bitch and complain about doing that. <laughs> yeah, he owes me one, just calling a favor. Yeah, <laughs> he built a nice display. It looks good. Henry and Kenny didn't like how he set up this the rock underneath it. They were whining about that, and I'm like, "It'd be all right, boys. It's yeah. for display. Right now, it's for pretty. It's not for being used." Well, if you ever want to get rid of it, I might know a guy. Absolutely <laughs> not. You are not taking submarine. It's my baby. <laughs> Got to throw Sorry. it out there. Gotta yeah, throw it so, out there. So I've got a, I've got a problem. I collect things. Yeah, an, yeah. an avid still collector. <laughs> you know, I've <laughs> never. Um, I have never actually watched that whole episode. I've never watched all of any of my whole episodes because I always figure if I say something funny or if it's a good spot, it'll become a clip and it'll circulate on social media. And then who likes to listen to themselves talk, anyways? We all sound funny or too weird to ourselves or whatever. So I've never watched it all. And for after that episode for months, people would come in and say something about <clears throat> bathtub, getting in the bathtub. And I was like, why the hell are people talking me about bathtubs? And I guess on that episode, while I was inside the still, like building it, I said, oh, I need this, you know, like a hot tub or a bathtub or whatever. People watch that stuff. And I'm just like, they remember everything about it. It fascinates me. I'm like, I, I said that? I did? Oh, okay. They know way more about what I said than I do. And I was there. Oh, yeah. So, but that worked yeah. out great when I mentioned that. You know, I don't know if you put all that together. I mentioned that on the, was it Tournament of Champions Master Distillers? That's when I met Henry. And he was talking about the subs. And I was like, I was fascinated by him. I was like, oh, I want to learn how to make one of those. So 
well-placed idea on my part that worked out from one show to the next. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, if you ever want to build another one. Let you know. Let me know. <laughs> I'm eating cough drops. <laughs> we, we've been tolling around a good one for a while. We want to bring to fruition. So yeah, yeah. we got to make Whatever it happen. fun to build. Of course, me and Kenny, literally me and Kenny did all the work. I bust on Henry all the time. And that is true. That Henry, That's what it would be if, if, we were making one it would be me yeah. and you doing all the work and somebody's got to tell everybody what to do i guess yeah exactly <laughs> exactly well i'm usually the manager i like you know i always call it leadership i have natural leadership skills <clears throat> and if all we all just do it my way everybody get along <laughs> makes it's life easier don't it the work yeah. <laughs> yeah. sean finds a way out like hold on i gotta go over here right quick i'll be right back <laughs> yeah after he was late showing up yeah you're right you're exactly right here we go here we go <laughs> toast to that right there you know when <laughs> funny story when we went to mexican that night if i do believe i was late me and jenny were late yeah you were imagine that mm-hmm. <laughs> who was not late I got nothing. Uh, he don't know. He was late. <laughs> My inner fat girl going to be there to eat. <laughs> a, a, everybody else except <laughs> Sean wasn't late no matter what time they got there. Even if they weren't, they weren't as late. Yeah. So I got to add. A bunch of these guys together. They gossip portion a bunch of damn women. Uh, yeah, we do. We, we do. Talk it's... about everybody. I'm like, everybody's like, hey, did you hear about what so-and-so? I was like, who the hell is that? No, I didn't hear about that. I don't even know who that is. Speaking of gossiping, I got to ask. Well, no, uh, it was a comment that was in the comment section, which talk about your uh, banana moonshine that you like. Fuck no. Mm -mm. I hate bananas. I hate everything about a banana. I hate the smell of them. I hate the texture of them. And it's not, you know, everybody's got that one thing that they hate. Mm -hmm. I I hate bananas. I, I won't eat banana pudding, banana flavored, anything. So people always come in and they talk about, oh, you need to do a bananas. I'm like, no. I, if I will not drink it, I will not make it. And so Old Smokey makes a very nice uh, bananas fosters from what I understand. Yes, they do. They, you have all of it you want. I'm going to plug so, in. I'm dying. Go ahead. So I got to ask though, when you say bananas, have you ever had a banana brandy or have you just had banana flavored moonshine? I won't touch banana nothing, including the fruit. Well, the reason I ask is because most brandies are like cooked bananas. So, I mean, it's, it's not like the artificial. No. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> Nothing about it. Huh? That's fair. It's, not, it's cucumbers for me. Who, uh, who made that comment? Who set me up for that? Uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Buffington, Buffington, Brandon Buffington. What a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> Pick him out. Brandon, you're exiled from the show. <laughs> He's going to be on my website. He was in some video that we shot for the website. I killed him today. Uh, that's awesome. It's great. Oh, you're good. Take your time. I can hear you keep yelling. Hmm. 
<laughs> just gonna scoop the table because I can't find my other thing. We're moving. Nice. So where'd you get that bottle of hooch liquor at, Sean? Uh well I had to dump it out and pour some good peach brandy in it. Yeah, and what was in at? it was kind of like a tire fire, but uh, <laughs> uh you got Mountain State Distillery, I believe it was. Uh, Charles, so, yep, yep. Mountain Mountain State Distillery, Charleston, West Virginia. Yep, right but, on the uh, river. It's a beautiful place. So, who else drink- will set me up for a nasty question? <laughs> Brandon, I mean, I mean, if you're asking, I'm sure, I'm sure somebody will be in here. Uh, I've been there, Freddie. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't throw the line out because people jump all over that shit. Oh, I don't. Uh, um, I always, what are some funny? I get, I don't know if it's funny. People always, does Dolly come in here? No. <laughs> her shine girl delivered. Nah. By That's the shine girl, I just take yeah. it right through her. At, at Shine Girl, is it just um, alcohol, or do you guys sell mixed drinks also? We do. Um, we do cocktails. I can okay. serve and make drinks with anything that I make. Okay. And uh, I could get a beer license, but I don't want it to turn into a bar per se. Understandable. I want it to stay a, a distillery, and I'd probably drink too much on the job. So. <laughs> That'd be me at the distillery. Well. I'm mixing stuff. I'm creating drinks over here. Hey, what's in it? I don't remember. But we it's did really a good, good. one tonight. It's really good. Try it. Uh, we did a red velvet, like an orange. I don't know how, like an orange cream sickle, but it's it's an orange drink. It's kind of thicker, and it had the red velvet in it. Freaking mm-hmm. fabulous! Nice. And then, have you ever had heard of that cake? It's called Better and Sex Cake. Oh yeah. Well. And it's got coconut in it and chocolate and something other else. Yep. Well, we did a hot chocolate tonight with my red velvet and coconut with whipped cream on top. And it was the bomb. I almost think it needs like some candy cane crumbles on it, though. That sounds like what you're trying tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> a little candy cane crumbles. So she's talk- you're talking about candy canes. Do you already have your Christmas tree up? I don't. I won't put up a Christmas tree myself. I, um, I'm not very, I'm one of those people. I don't actually love Christmas. Um, I, yeah, you can be a tough time of year for a lot of people. I, mm-hmm. I have told my staff, if I catch anyone playing Christmas music before Thanksgiving, I will fire yes. them. I cannot stand <laughs> that yet. I think Christmas music before Thanksgiving is like some kind of weird Chinese torture. Mm-hmm. I can't stand it. I won't put up a Christmas tree before Thanksgiving in the distillery. I just think we got parameters. We're just going to stay within those. But no, I don't have a Christmas tree up. And I've got some friends and relatives that think that's awful. And I'm like, well, you're welcome. Come put one up. But you're going to tell me when you're coming to take it down, too. <laughs> so what does uh, that red velvet that you have, what mm-hmm. what mixes well with that? Surprisingly... One of the for a cold drink, it goes phenomenal in pink lemonade, which sounds absolutely ridiculous. Who thinks of putting chocolate in pink lemonade? But my cousin made it by accident one day, and I'm like, Well, you're drinking that, we are not wasting it. And he takes a drink of it, and he goes, Oh, fuck me, that's good. And I'm like, We can't put that on a menu. 
every now and then we get polite company in here. So we had to come up with a different name and we named it the sexy red because one of our uh, customers that comes in all the time, one of our regulars, she has red hair and she was sitting there. So we named it a sexy red. Um, that goes great. It goes great in any coffees, hot or cold with cream or without, which I think is a very good way to start your morning off was, you know, Monday morning, a little red velvet and your coffee might kick off a little better. Not to be confused with black velvet. True. Um, what else? Hot chocolate. It's amazing in hot chocolate. It actually goes great in that margarita as a float on top. Hmm. And then that orange drink we made tonight, it's kind of like an orange sick. A lot of people like orange and chocolate together. It was phenomenal. I, I don't know if Debbie is on here. She made it up tonight. She could tell you what it is. She was going to watch. She's one I needed the link for. Someone said they uh, mixed a coconut and red velvet. Hell yeah, it's delicious. So is it Debbie that said that? Is she in the comments? Uh, no, not Debbie. Uh, that was uh, Brian Goforth. Oh, I bet that is good. Huh. I love the, if you mix the coconut and the red velvet, it's like having a Mounds candy bar just straight up in a glass. That sounds fucking amazing. It's fantastic. So I've got some other flavors I'm working with coming up with some odd ones. You know, I just won't do anything that everybody else has already done. There is no need yeah. to do another apple pie. They are mm-hmm. great. <laughs> yeah. Salted yeah. caramel. There's good salted caramels everywhere. And I love salted caramel. I make a very nice one, but I just don't see any reason to put something out that everybody else has already got. Something that's your own, you know, like, like red yeah. velvet. You you hear red velvet. Nobody does red velvets, you know, so that's yours. Yeah. I've seen a couple of try to do my, or after I put out the lavender, try to do some lavender, but I don't think it's as good as mine. I, I may be a little biased though. Clearly mine is the best. <laughs> that's, that's how you should feel about it, you know? Yeah. What else you got, Sean? Lay something on me. Well, let's see. Uh, bourbon. Do you ever, do you plan on doing uh, bourbon or anything like that? I actually, I know I'm going to get, you know, cast out of the community. I'm actually not a bourbon fan. <laughs> I probably will you ain't getting cast out of this one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Neither one of us are. I can respect a bourbon. I'm just not a bourbon guy. Yeah, yeah. it's not my jam. I love scotch. Probably won't do one since I ain't in Scotland. Yeah. But uh, oh man, I would rather drink uh, bourbon than scotch. Yeah. yeah well, you're late, so don't worry about it. Uh, It'll be gone by the time I get there, hopefully. Yeah, That's right. Exactly. So <laughs> late when the bourbon I, comes out, huh? I would do a rye. I love rye. There we go. Um, now we're talking. When I opened, I had an oat whiskey. It was a, a light whiskey made from straight oat. I have recreated that recipe, but added honey in the fermentation process. That is probably going to be my next release when I do that, which will be pretty soon. I'll have to start making that, but uh, it's fantastic. And uh, I sold out of that so quick. I really must've underpriced that. It went like that. Can't get wrong with honey and oats. No, I love honey. I love honey. I love the ferment with honey. It's 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 the greatest sugar ever created. Mm -hmm. You know, it it is just such a a natural sugar. It's amazing. You know, I just I love honey. I love how it tastes, how it ferments. 
and everything about it. You're right. You know, like, it makes a wonderful mead. It makes a, mm-hmm. it, 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 <laughs> you just can't, honey's amazing. <laughs> I can't talk the great. Best, the best booze I ever made was a honey shine. The worst I ever made, I fermented with brown sugar. It was hot as hell. It was the hot, highest proof I ever got in my little at-home research yeah. and development still. I would not feed that stuff to anybody. It was awful. It, yeah. it smelled bad. It didn't, didn't smell terrible, but it tasted so bad. I just cut the run off in the middle of it. I was like, uh-uh, I'm done with this. Interesting. So do you have a story of where like moonshine almost killed you or you had a terrible run and like, I don't know how to put it easy. You got just a good, good yeah, just yeah. a good story. No, I don't, I don't have anything crazy. I haven't burnt down anything. I haven't blown up anything. I have, you know, I've done all the usual stuff. I've flooded things and yeah. Me too. All that. Multiple times. Yeah, I, that brown sugar wash was absolutely the worst shit I've ever tasted or made, hands down. A little bit of brown sugar goes a long way. Yeah, it's, there was it, too much in this. It's got so much. I want to say man, and like it's got so much man-made in brown sugar that, and I think a little goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that was just terrible. I know you talked about honey during fermentation and stuff, but mm-hmm. have you ever? Thought about adding it after the fact? Like, not necessarily like, honey, but the honey flavor? I have thought about that. I have not tried to add actual honey in any capacity after or infusing it mm-hmm. during the distillation process in any way. I have not done that. I have thought about adding it on the back end. I like some of the, like the honey whiskeys. Mm-hmm. What is it? Jack has the honey, honey Jack. I love that. I've thought about doing something like that, but I just hadn't thought about it that close. It's not on my list of stuff to do immediately, but I will make a honey shine. I think when I really, I don't actually sell a white liquor, an mm-hmm. unaged liquor, mainly because I find it pointless. Um, cause most people don't drink it. Well, there's they, so many I, of them around you too. Yeah, That's more of a novelty bottle. Yep. But um, I've thought of if I when I do put one out, it'll probably be a straight honey shine. So. Can't go wrong with that. No, fantastic. But, it's uh, expensive though. That's the only bad part about honey. It, it, it is really expensive, and if you do all honey and you're wanting a decent gravity, you're looking at three pounds per gallon for a ten percent potential, which mm-hmm. is. That's hefty. <laughs> That's it's hefty. But man, it's worth it. You know, if, if you haven't done it out there, do it. Yeah. yeah. Spend the money. You'll be glad you did. But the Absolutely. thing is too, with honey, I feel like you get more of a flavor at the higher proof mm-hmm. off the still. For some, I don't know why, but when you, you know, proof it down, it's just, yeah. I don't know. I, I did a honey. Guys, I find this fascinating. Different ones that's, that, that, home distiller whatever they'll cut off their run at like 90 or 80 mm-hmm. or 90 really high proof do y'all do that mm-hmm. it, it varies <laughs> but usually it's around 90 is where i cut my hearts at well I've yeah cut, i've always cut my hearts around that but then i know a lot of people to shut down the run and i'm like whoa oh no no, no. no. i collect i collect my tails down to 10 
So yeah. after after I pull hearts, I kick a five gallon bucket. Turn it play, up. Yep, turn it up, and I run my tails all the way down to ten, and I keep those tails for something special later on, or it or get me out of a pinch when I need it, or just to do a giant tails run for uh, flavorless later on, mm-hmm. um, or to bump bump a, a ferment that didn't quite ferment all the way. I, you I still want to try to yield down to. I didn't go quite to ten when I was doing it at home, but. I was like, why, you know, especially when I mix up flavors, why would I take my honey, my hearts and Mm -hmm. dump flavoring in it? That didn't make any sense because you're, at that point, you're drinking the flavoring of what you're adding to it, not what you made. Yep. Yep. So I I find that interesting when I hear people talk about, well, I cut it off of this. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I I run the tails and save up until I got enough to do a tails run. And then I run tails through a little bit of water and a thumper to clean it. Mm-hmm. And then it's pretty, pretty darn flavorless. And then I, that's just all my flavor mm-hmm. liquor. Yep. Well, I know some people they'll save, you know, like, well, they'll save the heads and they'll save the tails, not, not the four shots, but mm-hmm. you know, just a touch of the heads, but then they'll do like a, a full run of like 90% tails and, and 10% heads. Mm-hmm. But it, it, some people save um, the lower, lower tails, which are mm-hmm. the low, the low wines or the sweet wines, mm-hmm. and they use those to proof their liquor down with mm-hmm. the sweet and water. You have sweet water, sweet mm-hmm. wine, low wine. Um, so it's just it's very intriguing on how many different processes and ways that everybody does it. I've heard of different ones too. I I don't. I, what is that fancy word? Sommelier that they can smell and the different things in the wines and all that stuff, whatever that is in the liquor world where they get the right amount of heads Mm -hmm. mixed with their hearts, with their tails before they age it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To pull different shit out of the barrel. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, well you can smell this. I'm like, no, I can't smell it. (laughs) I'm like, I think it smells like feet on the front end and it smells like worse feet on the tail end yeah yeah i, I think tails <laughs> just smell like cardboard and wet dog yeah that's what, yeah. That's what i get from tails even, even when it gets down to the the sweet wines or sweet water i still think like oh no i don't want no part of that mm-hmm. <laughs> dump that in the keg with the other crap yes yeah. <laughs> to me it goes from fucking wet cardboard to water yeah yeah exactly i've got some um i got some devil's cut i need to pull out of a, an old barrel that's been sitting in there for far too long and I just haven't got around to, I forget that it's sitting there. I need to just pop that cork out of it and dump it out. See how it went. It was my oat barrel whiskey. The one that had my whiskey in it. Yep. Oh, that ought to Hmm. be good. How old is it? Well, the tails have been sitting in there since I opened. Okay. A year and a half. Tails, the devil's cut. Yeah. It's late. I'm usually in bed long before now. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We've it's been on here a while, time. so you I don't know. say dumb stuff all day long. You ever do that where you just say stuff backwards or don't? That's me. Right That's word? dumb stuff. Twenty four hours a day over out. here. Yeah, it comes out of my mm. mouth all day long. Like I think yeah. I do it while I'm sleeping, and it just leads to when I wake up, and it just follows me all day long. So, well, I usually <laughs> am just talking to my dogs, and they never mind. <laughs> yeah, so. I like I like talking to the dogs. They're good good listeners. Yeah, they are. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, well, we're going ahead. We've had everybody on here for a long time. We appreciate everybody. Um, we're going ahead and let everybody get out of here for the evening. Um, Danielle, it was an honor and a pleasure to hear you speak. 
I can't wait to come by Shine Girl. If you're in Seaverville, you gotta stop at Shine Girl. God, I gotta try the red velvet. That's all. Don't I hear be late. About. And don't, don't take Sean. Late. Don't. <laughs> you know what? If you invite Sean, then you're early. So that's a good thing. And no matter what time you get there, you'll be early. So, and don't put a time on things. Just like ah, just sometime on Saturday we'll meet you, and you're good. So. <laughs> And anyways, it's a uh, this was schedules awesome. on the wag on the wild ass guess. You damn right. <laughs> we don't wag it. I'll be there around. Uh, we want her back. <laughs> we want her back. You know. So <clears throat> anyway, well, it was, it was a pleasure. Me. I appreciate it. We appreciate oh, you no giving problem. us your time. It yeah. was awesome. So well, y'all be good. I'm gonna get off here, and I gotta give one of my dogs some medicine before we go to bed all right well sleep well everybody have a great night see y'all we'll see y'all next week hey, thank you take bye. it easy bye